The left wing continues to collapse. We've got a story here out of Los Angeles, California. L.A. Mayor Bass calls to root out, quote, right-wing extremist, end quote, police, signals lowering the bar for new recruits. Just reading that headline does not bode well. This is foxnews.com, written by Haley Chi Singh, and dateline is February 26th. 2023. So, Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass called to remove, quote, obstacles, end quote, for new police recruits and pledged to root out officers with ties to, quote, right-wing domestic extremist organizations, end quote. Bass is looking to remove quote, obstacles, end quote, for police recruits who fail to initially qualify for training as a means of further diversifying the LAPD, according to a summary of her public state, uh, I'm sorry, public safety goals obtained by Fox News Digital. But police union leaders are questioning the move, and rightly so. Do you know... Ladies and gentlemen, what you get when you lower the standards for police officers? Do you know what you get, folks? You get substandard police officers. I believe that we recently saw a situation where the standards for police officers were lowered and five police officers ended up murdering a guy. So it, it, it doesn't turn out well. Anytime you lower standards for anything, you get substandard performance from whatever that is. That's just the way things work. There's a reason that we have standards the reason that we have standards is so that whatever the system is that is in place operates at a at least an acceptable level. Okay, um, the military is famous for this, absolutely famous for this, in that they. And it's usually spearheaded by politicians, but when they see a unit that is performing exceptionally well, what they think is that, well, if a few of those guys are good, then more of them will be better. But the reason that these units are elite is the very name, the very term elite means that it is difficult to get into one of those units. And what they have to do to get more people into those units is inevitably they have to lower the standards. Now, they do all kinds of studies and they have 
uh, social workers and psychologists and psychiatrists and all manner of other wizards coming around looking at whatever the unit happens to be and trying to figure out what is it that makes a good one of these particular people. And they have a hard time coming up with that answer. And so they inevitably come up with the answer, well, in order to make more of them, we just have to lower the standards. And again, you lower the standards on a unit, you're going to get substandard members. That's just the way it shakes out. They have done, uh, for instance, multiple studies on the Navy SEALs. And the Navy SEALs, for the most part, kind of have done a fairly decent job of maintaining the integrity of their outfit and avoiding or uh, curtailing political uh, or politicians' involvement in trying to lower the standards in their units. Um, and they, uh, but they have been studied multiple times to find out what, what makes a good Navy SEAL. You know, is it, uh, is, is it, you know, are they big muscly guys? Are they, are they, uh, skinny, highly mobile guys and stuff? And they have not found anything that is a predictor of who will make it through the initial training of basic underwater demolition seal school or buds as they call it uh they haven't found anything the one thing that they have noticed is that the vast majority of people who make it through are people for whom the concept of quitting just simply doesn't enter their minds Okay, the the SEAL training has an enormous attrition rate. And there have been some classes where no one has graduated, buds. Uh, that is my understanding, at least. <clears throat> and uh, But the attrition rate is sometimes upwards to 70-something percent. And the people who make it through... Uh, are guys that they just don't quit. Quitting does not enter their head. And, and that act, but that actual concept is throughout military training. They try to weed out guys, uh, the, the higher you go in eliteness, they try to weed out people who are going to quit. And initially they try to make you quit just to get rid of you so that they don't have to waste any more time on you. Um, Guys that will not quit. Also, they're looking for guys that have integrity. And here's where we run into a problem, folks. Here's where we run into a big problem. Because we have an entire generation for whom we have not only withheld consequences for failure, but we have rewarded failure. We have dumbed 
down. Life for these people. And at the same time, we have taught them that there's no such thing as right and wrong, or that right and wrong are simply uh, based on somebody's point of view. So how can an individual be expected to A, not be a quitter when things get tough, and B, be someone who has integrity when they don't know anything about either. This is where we're going to run into some serious trouble in the future of this nation. And we can only hope that the group that is most heavily affected by this disease which is now referred to as wokeness, this cancer of the mind, this mental illness, this cult that is known as wokeness, has not affected a majority of the people in that generation. That's all we can hope for. Anyway, the uh, story continues... Bass's summary of goals for police reform includes a list of provisions as well as dates by which the department must report back regarding progress. One provision says a deputy mayor will work in conjunction with quote-unquote a third party to quote evaluate the personnel, process, and identify obstacles to entry for recruits who fail to qualify for training. I am not overly opposed to this initially because sometimes folks just have a bad day. All right. And sometimes there are things that can be done to increase the, cap or increase the possibility of somebody making it through a uh, training evolution. There are things that you can do to train people up, and I don't have a problem with that as long as that individual is worth holding on to. And I think that should be on a case-by-case -case basis. If you see somebody who you know is going to be a good cop, this, this person has just got what it takes, and you just feel that they're, that they're going to be a good cop, but let's say they're out of shape, but they're somebody with enormous integrity, and they got a good heart, there's things that you can do to train that person up to meet the standards. But if you lower the standards, like Mayor Bass is talking about, then you're not helping that individual. Actually, you're, you're likely to get that individual killed. You are absolutely not helping the community that that individual is going to serve. I cannot tell you, folks, one of my biggest pet peeves, one of my biggest pet peeves when I see a cop who is enormously out of shape. All right, and I love cops. I love cops. All right. It, it, they, they do a job that you could not pay me enough to do. I'll tell you that much right now. But I'll tell you something else, too. 
when I was in the service, we had standards that we had to meet. We had to meet qualifications on various things, including physical fitness, twice a year, I think it was, every six months. We had to do a physical fitness test. We had to be in shape. Now, on the Navy side of things, the physical fitness requirements were relatively uh, attainable. Let's just put it that way. But for a corpsman who was, uh, or, or who, yeah, at the time, who was a, a Marine corpsman, and you were with the Marines, well, actually, you could still follow the Navy uh, physical fitness standards, but if you had any integrity at all, and I'm going to get a lot of crap for this from a lot of corpsmen, if you had any integrity at all, you stuck to the Marine Corps standards because the Marines were the guys that you were serving with. Not only that, but just out of sheer pride, if you were a Marine corpsman, you maintained high physical fitness standards, even if you were on blue side or the Navy side, if you were serving with the Navy at the time, you maintained the best physical fitness standards that you possibly could. You definitely didn't let yourself go. Because another thing, even if you are on the blue side and you're a Marine corpsman, you could get called up for service with the Marine Corps at any time. They could just yank you from whatever hospital you're at and stick you with a bunch of grunts and folks, if you can't perform, the Marine Corps has ways of removing problems, shall we say. At any rate, it behooves you to be in good shape. And the Army does this, and the Air Force... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you Air Force guys. The Air Force has physical fitness standards. All military has physical fitness standards that they have to meet or at least had to back in the day. I don't know how it is now. It's been 20 years since I was in. But when I see a cop who's like 350, 400 pounds, and I see them, the first thing is my heart goes out to them because I have a special place in my heart for, for obese people, uh, for people who have physical fitness problems. That breaks my heart when I see that. Uh, that kind of thing, food addiction, whatever the problem is, it just breaks my heart when I see that. Um, and I want to help them. I want to like, okay, let's, let's get you trained up. Let's get you in shape. Let's get you to lose weight, that kind of thing. That's what I want to do. But when I see a cop like that, I'm thinking, well, what, what good are you except to sit behind a desk and push paperwork? What, what good is a cop who's 400 pounds? I mean, you could be the guy that sits on the perp after you catch him so that he doesn't get away, but you sure as hell ain't going to be the one to, that chases him down and catches him. How are you going to catch cops like that uh, or crooks like that? Another thing is, <laughs> in a hot situation, the only thing you're going to catch is a bullet. Because you make a much bigger target than everybody else. And I'm pretty damn sure that that uh, vest that you're wearing ain't covering all of the uh, uh, 
all of the soft spots, as it were, all of the vital organs. So it bothers me when I see a cop that's out of shape. Bothers me a lot. The way I figured if the military has to stay, you know, has to meet physical fitness standards to keep their jobs, I think it should be the same with cops. Now, I'm sure that they do that maybe with uh, the tactical teams and stuff like that, but the beat cops don't have to worry about it. Uh, or maybe the detectives don't have to worry about it. You know, I, I don't know how it, and, and it probably varies from department, you know, between departments. Some departments probably have better standards than others. And at one time, the LAPD was the premier law enforcement organization in the world. People all over the world would go and train with the LAPD. They were the best. Now, now they're not going to be. I continue. We think that particular provision or that goal or that idea is dangerous. Tom Sagow says, a Los Angeles Police Protective League spokesman told Fox News Digital. If you have police officers that can't make minimum qualifications or attain minimum standards, for instance, there are recruits that have been in the academy that just can't score the minimum requirements for a physical fitness test, he added. 100 is the maximum score. 50 is acceptable. There are folks that are scoring under 10. That's just dangerous, and he's right. As a matter of fact, somebody scoring that low shouldn't have gotten in the academy in the first place. The provision states that recommendations to remove any obstacles will be taken into consideration, especially with those in relation to, and here we go, here we go, folks, quote, ethnic groups disproportionately left out of new officer training. End quote. This is a this has nothing to do with improving the police department. What this is about is enforcing diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I've got another story about that that we're going to talk about later in another segment. This is about pushing DEI. Okay. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is an extension of uh, ESG, which is environmental governance something or other. Uh, environmental social governance or, or whatever. This is, this is nothing more than a, a social credit system, a Chinese communist party-style social credit system. And this is DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. So it's about the color of people's skin, folks. That's what this is about. Sagow said the provision calls for the lowering of standards within the police department as new hires who do not initially qualify during training are shown not to, quote, possess the mental fitness or the physical fitness ability to be a police officer. And that's another point. That's a really good point. The mental fitness to be a police officer. That's a breakdown that we saw in, oh gosh, what was that shooting in uh, Uvalde, Texas, where you had 
police officers standing around while people were murdered, while children and teachers were being murdered, and they did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. Cowards to a man. The entire Uvalde Police Department, everybody who was at that location, every cop who stood around and did nothing while that psycho walked around and shot kids and teachers is a coward who does not deserve a badge and should never own a badge. And that's something we're talking about here as far as mental fitness is concerned. And we were talking it, talking about it a little bit earlier with the SEAL training. And this, this is across the board, though, folks. This isn't just SEAL training and, and stuff like that. All military training, to, at one level or another, uh, is going to require mental toughness. The ability to deal with adversity and continue to move forward. It's something that my Marine Corps, my beloved Corps, is well known for. You just, you just go and you do it. You get blown up. You get That's the one thing I love about Marines, man. You can blow them up. You can stab them. You can shoot them. They just keep coming. The only thing that pretty much every Marine I've ever met is actually afraid of is, is getting a shot, not getting shot. They don't mind getting shot, but going to the, uh, battalion aid station, the doctor and getting a shot. They don't like needles, folks. Marines do not like needles. That is the one place, but that's okay. Cause you're not going to have a bunch of enemy soldiers or terrorists running at them with syringes. Uh, <laughs> that might be the only way to defeat the Marine Corps. But I digress, as I frequently do ask my wife. What we are talking about here is mental toughness, and we have seen what happens when cops do not possess mental toughness and integrity. Uvalde, Texas happens. That's what happens. And that, uh, now take what happened in Uvalde, Texas, and apply it to Los Angeles, California, where you've got cops who are not willing to go into harm's way to protect the citizens of Los Angeles. What do you think is going to happen when that is a system wide thing where we just let whoever and whatever show up? and be a cop just because they want to or because we are trying to fill a quota. We're trying to check off a box. What do you think is going to happen to the citizens of Los Angeles? California is already a third world hellhole. You couldn't get me to go there. You know, if they offered me a job tomorrow, $100 million a year, you could not get me to go to California. Now, for that much money, I would just get a private jet and commute. But I wouldn't live there, especially with, no, it's just no way. California is turning into a third world hellhole. And it's because of stuff like this. 
It's because of communists like this. This stuff, this, this uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff is based, all of this wokeness is based off of Marxism. This is all communist stuff. It's based off of Marxism. And Marxism destroys everything it touches every single time. Forever and ever, amen. It always does. There is nothing constructive about Marxism. Marxism, by its very, at its very foundation, is based on nothing more than envy, greed, institutionalized theft, and ultimately mass murder every single time. But we still have not learned. These are not people who should be running cities. These are not people who should be making decisions like this. I continue, quote, that's just a recipe for disaster, as I said, end quote. Sagao said, so we think lowering standards is a dangerous precedent. Just you wait. Just you wait. Another provision in the goals summary seeks to identify, discipline, and or terminate officers associated with right-wing domestic extremist organizations using data from the Justice Department. This is the Justice Department, who believes, and has not changed this, by the way, still has not changed this, that parents who oppose critical race theory are domestic extremists, domestic terrorists. This is the Justice Department who believes that anyone who believes in the Constitution as it was written is a domestic extremist. Anyone who supports the Second Amendment of the Constitution is a domestic extremist. That's what this person is. So we're talking like people who, you know, cops who show up at school board meetings to talk about their opposition to critical race theory. They need to be fired. Uh, cops who oppose uh, drag queen or drag shows being shown to children, pornography being shown to children, cops who oppose pedophilia, those are cops who need to be removed. What they're basically talking about is white people, though, and Christians, because Christians are high on that list. Catholics who oppose abortion, any Christian who opposes abortion, is considered a domestic extremist by this current Justice Department. They consider us enemies of the state, and I fully and proudly throw in with that group of people. I am a proud Christian. I shouldn't say I'm a proud Christian. I am proudly a follower of Jesus Christ, who is 
still alive, by the way, and is Lord over all things, including this situation in Los Angeles. Praise God. Quote, and this is Sagao again, We think it ought to be right-wing, left-wing, foreign, and domestic, Sagao said. That's just him parsing. We think that there are more organizations that members of law enforcement should not be associated with other than the narrow group that was listed in that document. He's wrong here. I'll tell you why he's wrong. If you're a cop, that does not mean that you are owned by the city. The same as any job. If you work for a particular job, that does not mean you are owned by that job. You do not instantly become part of some kind of collective. You do not give away your individuality just because you go to work for a particular employer. It doesn't matter. Slightly, a little bit in the military. But even then, you do not, you do give up certain rights, but you do not give up your entire individuality. You can still be a Christian, you can still be a Catholic, you can still be a Muslim, you can still be, uh, you can still be a member of the National Rifle Association, you can be a member uh, of the ACLU, whatever. These are not, you cannot take somebody and tell them that they have to be a bland, blah, totally vanilla individual because it is their individual beliefs that led them to try to be a cop in the first place. They wanted to do good in the first place. That's why most people, you know, want to be cops is to make a difference and to do good. And I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but the the fact is you do not give up your individuality it is literally satanic, this concept of being part of a collective. God made us individuals. He made us individuals for a reason. And uh, this idea that cops can't belong to certain organizations or even worse, faiths, because the Justice Department that is being run by a bunch of fascists and criminals says that they are criminals. Bass also called for updated training measures to comply with the heightened standard on use of deadly force required. So what she's talking about here is cops should not be able to defend themselves. The expansion of the Mental Evaluation Unit and the System-Wide Mental Assessment Team, as well as the implementation of efforts to reduce the number of officer-involved shootings. You know how do you reduce officer-involved shootings? Don't send police officers where there is somebody who's shooting. That's how you do it. What she's talking about, these Mental Evaluation Units and Mental Assessment Teams, is uh, these are... uh, social workers. So you have a hot situation like a domestic dispute, which is the number one place that police officers or one of the top places where police officers are likely to be harmed is a domestic dispute. 
And what they're talking about is sending unarmed social workers to evaluate the situation. Well, if you've got a domestic abuse situation and you send in some chick who has some blue haired chick who has zero training in how to defend herself from a psychotic, guess what's going to happen? You have just added to the potential body count. But here's the thing, and this is the, this is the horribly dangerous thing about these Marxists, whatever they call themselves, about these Satanists. Here's the terrible, dangerous thing. They do not care how many people they have to kill to implement their idea of utopia. They do not care how many people they have to kill to implement their utopia. This has played out time after time after time after time. Stalin, Hitler, Mao, Pol Pot, Ho Chi Minh, collectivism, always, always racks up a body count. And you want to know why? Because by its very nature, collectivism does not consider an individual's uh, sanctity of life. You are nothing more than a worker to them. You are a cog in a machine that they manage, and if that cog does not fit the way they think it should, then that cog needs to be removed in the most expeditious manner possible. And that's how you get a cultural revolution. That's how you get a Bolshevik revolution. That is how you get the crying fields of Cambodia. Millions, oh, and and ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to in any way excuse the United States from this it, because we have 60 plus million killed because of our collectivism, because of our devotion to Satan through abortion, because we have sacrificed that many children to Molech. So the United States does not get a pass here. This is what happens when you allow Satanists into power. This is what happens, folks. Quote, Mayor Bass sees the dire need for more officers. The question is, how do you get there? And we are totally committed and completely supportive of civilianizing positions where police officers should be doing police work and civilians should be doing civilian work, Sagao says. 
All right, so if you live in Los Angeles and you are a liberty-loving person, if you live in Los Angeles and you are a person who actually enjoys your safety, then folks, you need to leave Los Angeles right now. You need to join the ever-growing number of people who are leaving California for redder climbs. Just don't bring blue politics with you, because let me tell you something, and this is a fact, your blue politics are not welcome in red states. It is your blue politics who have led to disaster like that. So if you are a blue person and you don't like the way things are going, just deal with it. Suck it up and deal with it because that's what you voted for. And in another segment here in a little bit, we are going to cover exactly such a situation. I will be right back in just a minute. <laughs> 